the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's Thursday afternoon. It's time to party at LMB Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn, New York. We are rocking and rolling here. We have a full house at LMB Spumoni Gardens. It's a star-studded uh, uh, evening. Um, but, you know, I'm, since we're in an Italian-American place, I'm going to just talk about a story that hit six minutes ago, uh, the airwaves. And it's, it's, a, it's a little close to my heart. Uh, my father was the president of the Italian-American Lawyers of New York, also known the Colombian Lawyers of New York, known for Christopher Columbus, named after Christopher Columbus. So I have been attached to uh, Christopher Columbus since I'm about 12 years old. I believe that was about the age I marched in the first Columbus Day Parade. So this is what just hit the, the, hit the, uh, the, the wires just now. The Jim Oles Liberal LGBT Democratic Club, I know it well, uh, uh, um, former Judge Frank Sedio is coming here. He's very close with the people who run that club. They asked Alessandra Biaggi, Mario Biaggi, who was a congressman, who was very, very good friends with my grandfather, Artie Idala. They asked her in a uh, questionnaire, here's the question, what is your position on removing the Christopher Columbus statue in Columbus Circle, and if so, what should replace it? And her answer was, I guess you can't do the German, huh? I think they can. <laughs> all right, that's no, all right. So, and here's her answer to what should happen. Thank you. Thank Nick. you, Dick. What should happen to the Columbus statue in Columbus Circle? Quote, it should come down. How about a boo? Boo. It should come down, and I have advocated for moving Italian heritage celebration to better representations of our wonderful contributions to this country. Well, uh, amongst the people who she's soliciting money for, because she's now running for Congress in the gerrymandered district that was drawn for uh, to take over Tom Swazi's seat in Congress, a uh, Swazi seat was totally encompassed in Long Island. They now jumped over the Throgs Neck Bridge and included parts of the Bronx, Bronx I think even up to Westchester, which now uh, Miss Biaggi, Alessandra, who is um, Congressman, former Congressman Mari Biaggi's granddaughter, she wants to run for that seat. But because of the decision we spoke about yesterday from the Court of Appeals, uh, that seat may be totally redrawn by the special master that has been appointed. So... Miss Biaggi was, uh, she gave this statement, and the reaction has been pretty swift. 
Chaz Palminteri is go- going through the roof. Columbus Day is a, a day for Italian pride. Uh, and the statue of Christopher Columbus will remain today, tomorrow, and forever. That's what he said. Our very, very good friend, Angelo Vivolo, who is the president of the Columbus Heritage Foundation, which helps run the Columbus Day Parade along with the Columbus Citizens Foundation, said he was, quote-unquote, stunned that Biagi turned her back on the famous Italian explorer, a symbol revered by generations of Italian-American immigrants, including her own grandfather, Bronx Congressman Mario Biagi. And Angelo Vivolo went on to say, I was privileged to know your grandfather, Mario. I knew him as a man with an enormous heart and a love for the working poor, a man for all people. He put his life on the line as a police officer and public servant, and as a proud Italian-American, he wore his heritage on his sleeve. Um, well, Alessandra Biaggi has made a name for herself. She, uh, uh, she unsat an incumbent, Jeff Klein. She was the big, big underdog, but she did win. Uh, she won the Senate seat. And she does have a voice, and she is very, very, very uh, motivated and enthusiastic. And she is going to be out there trying to win and become a member of Congress. Everyone that I know is is leaving Congress, whether it's Tom Swazi, whether it's Kathleen Rice, um, because they say you can't get anything done. You don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. And I didn't feel that way today in the courtroom. Uh, it was great. I mean, I've had such a great week uh, being back in court I didn't realize how much I missed it. I just watched my friend uh, Imran Ansari, the very handsome Imran Ansari. Guy gets his hair cut once a week. Just make sure it looks nice and tight. Um, I saw him walk in. You know, he has tried cases uh, during the course of the pandemic. So here was the big thing, folks. They wanted me to pick a jury in a murder case and try to pick jurors who are fair and impartial and aren't prejudiced against my client. And they wanted all the jurors, the potential jurors, to wear masks. And I said, there's no way that on a a case of this magnitude, I am going to have uh, masks being worn. How can you tell? I can't even tell a person's age when they're wearing a mask. But I have to give the judge credit. She came up with a good idea, and we backed her up. And then the chief judge, Judge Matt Demick, backed her. They all wore face shields. Um, I was wearing a face shield when I addressed the jury. I felt like I was wearing a hat the whole time because it's like at this band that's really tight around your head. And you're like, it, it, it was odd, but it worked. And today in Kings County, we picked a jury on a homicide case. Um, and on Monday morning, Mike Jacarino, who's another partner who's on his way. Hi, Laura. Laura, the real boss of AM 970, just walked in. Don't tell that to Jerry Crowley, who's sitting three feet away from me. Um, we'll, we'll be starting the trial. Um, Lino DeMassi, who's here from my firm, he watched the whole thing go down. And it's so odd because I was, in my heyday, I was trying a, a, literally a case a month. And I was in court all the time. Um, but because of the pandemic, the last time I stood in a courtroom was when uh, Harvey Weinstein got sentenced. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was thrilling. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and uh, but since then, uh, the only th- this is the first time I've got to go up and do my thing, and it was really exhilarating to do my thing. Speaking of crime, a statistic that's not great that was released today is that children, and I'm going to use the word children, who are under 18 who have been victims of shootings in the period of the first quarter of the year, in 2021 it was 13 children. And in 2022, it was 24 children. So another 11 kids. These are kids who are under 18 getting shot in the city of New York. It's horrible. Now, some people could say, maybe from 
the de Blasio administration, which Jerry Crowley's a big fan of, or the Eric Adams administration, would say, hey, you know, there's 8 million people in the city, and Idala's giving us a hard time about 24 people getting shot. Well, it's not a big deal unless it's someone that you know. Is, and it, we're talking about kids. We're talking about six-year-olds. We're talking about two-year-olds. Kids sitting in cars. I know they're working. I spoke to Frank Caron today. He's actually in Finland. Um, and he's working on a project with, with Finland and America and trying to do some great things to uh, bring our values all over the world. And, you know, the Finnish people, allegedly, the Finnish, the Norwegian, and I think the Swedes are the happiest people in the world. Did you, Dottie Herman, do you believe that? Dottie, could you come here? Could you sit over here for a second? Well, come on, you don't want to sit over here? We have Dottie Herman here. I mean, I hope at home you're all sitting down because, I mean, Dottie Herman is the queen of all queens. Judy, oh, are you giving me the three-minute one? You know who else is in the room besides Dottie Herman? Matt Sam Bolin's mother and father. Yeah. Matt's wife and his daughter. So let's just ask the expert, Dottie Herman, Let's talk about crime, and now let's talk about real estate in New York. Let's put them together. And how much does crime, you just need to talk right here. You're no rookie to this. Um, how much does crime affect real estate in New York, the value of real estate in New York? Or is Manhattan so, like, real estate proof that it doesn't matter if people are getting shot? Well, I have to say Manhattan's hot still. I mean, it's back to pre-pandemic prices. Um, Higher, lower, or the same? As it's hot probably higher a little bit higher okay uh, you know a lot of younger people but as anyone will tell you if a city doesn't have a good rap and they feel it's unsafe that will eventually affect us so hopefully we have a new mayor and hopefully um he'll start to do something okay now um let me ask you i know you you're you're in touch with the east end of long island and sorry, it kind of trends out there talk to me about the east end of long island and the world of real estate there well, out in the Hamptons, the Montauk, the North Fork. Look, everybody left with the pandemic. Anybody who could had some place to go or kids went to their parents' house. And it really boomed. Uh, you know, it, but I'm, what I'm curious is, is the booming continuing or has it kind of now it's kind of chilled out a well, little bit? Well, listen, it's not at the same pace anywhere as it was last year. But it's a seller's market. And I just will say this. If you want to sell your home in the next couple of years, I would sell it now. Right now? Yes. All right. And what if you don't want to sell your home in the next then couple of years? Then don't sell it. All right. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, Dottie, tell us real quick, what are you doing in the world of radio these days? Where can people listen to you and learn so much about the world of real estate? Uh, we're on, uh, we've been, I've gone eye on real estate. We're on this channel 970 uh, from 10 to 12 every Saturday. You'll find out everything you want to know about real estate. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, Dottie Herman. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Matt Sambolino is going to play with his daughter. And I'm going to talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. And uh, Lenny's going to drop some appetizers on the table.
So we are broadcasting live from L&B Spaboni Gardens. And you know how close we are to the law offices of Connor and Sullivan? We're like a mile away. And the reason why you need to know about Connors and Sullivan is because they are the people who will make sure you are prepared financially for any kind of illness that you may have. People may tell you you're not eligible for Medicaid. Bah humbug. The guys at Connors and Sullivan, the ladies at Connors and Sullivan, they will figure that out for you. So don't panic. Just call them. Call Connors and Sullivan today. You should have the number memorized. 718-238-6500. 718 238 6500 they'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, exactly how you could devise a plan to avoid paying these crazy, crazy bills. It's never too late. They have offices in Manhattan, right here in Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. The time to act is now. Call Connors and Sullivan. 718-238-6500. You will be glad that you did. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie that's more when the world seems to shine People like walking in here, the regular patrons of L&B, they don't know what is going on. Because we're all set up, just to those of you listening at home. We have a whole table here, and everybody is uh, seated down. Lenny's got a big wheel of Parmesan cheese, and there's big bottles of red wine on the table. And we're making a lot of noise, because there's also a speaker broadcasting the radio show. So all the regular patrons are like, what the heck is going on? Um... Let me just tell you what's going on. Another thing that, that just popped up, I mean, literally just came on the hit the New York Times. Oklahoma legislature passes six-week abortion bill modeled on Texas law. The bill would take effect immediately if signed. It allows civilians to sue doctors who perform abortions or anybody who aids or bets one. This is a very serious bill. It is a bill that will either... Somehow or another, if they could figure out a way to join the Texas bill, uh, the Texas um, uh, objection to it, and get it's going to be in the Supreme Court. That's the bottom line. Is this is going to be? It flies in the face to some degree of Roe v. Wade and the Casey decisions. So this is the beginning of a real legal battle, and the fact that Donald Trump had uh, as many appointments as he did is going to definitely could definitely have an effect on what goes on here in the United States of America regarding women and their bodies and babies and right to life and all of that stuff. And uh, that may be a big part of the next uh, presidential election. could be a big part of the midterm elections. Uh, Let's talk about cars. And we have a true car professional in front of us. You know, the question I probably get asked the most about cars is from people who don't know anything about it is should you buy a car or lease a car 
And I think it, that, that has a lot to do with individual decisions and what you need. But instead of listening to what I have to say about it, let's talk to the sponsor of the Author I Dollar Power Hour. Let's talk to Michael Esposito, who is the proprietor of Platinum Mitsubishi, Platinum Motors, Tom Rivers Platinum Motors, and uh, is the, the proud owner of many vintage Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Um, so, Michael, people ask me all the time, should you buy or should you lease? Tell the people what they should use or figure out how to make that decision for themselves. Well, it's basically a personal choice, um, depending on your needs. Right now, more people are leaning towards financing the vehicles so because buying. the rates are so purchasing a vehicle because the rates are so low. And uh, well, give me an promotion. example. What are the rates? You could start anywhere from you know one percent on a new vehicle to to two point nine. And that's 3%. like that's the, that's for three Promotional years, four years, five years. Yeah, with approved approved credit and everything, you could go as far as uh, sixty months on a let's say a two percent loan. So that's two percent is pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. That's like they're basically giving you the money. When the rates were higher, it was more advantageous with a lease. You could so drive. when should you lease? When would you recommend someone to lease? Is that is can you get more car for your money if you lease? Correct, correct. When you're leasing and you want to drive a high end fancy car, but you don't want the monthly bill, you could go with a, choose to go with a lease, and uh, and that works for a lot of people. They're used to doing it. They're in. They're out. They like to switch up, and. Uh, but right now, we're seeing a trend that's that's leading more towards financing. Now, is it better to lease a longer term or a shorter term? Is it better to do a 24-month lease or a 48-month lease? It's always better to have a shorter-term lease. Tailor it to your needs. Make sure you're, you're comfortable with the payment. But shorter is always uh, better. You stay within the warranty uh, term. You're in, you're out. Change it up. Most people that like to lease... They like to be in and out. I got you. Now, a very handsome man just came and sat down next to you on the extra microphone. He happens to be the general manager of AM970 The Answer, and his name is Jerry Crowley. Mr. Crowley, it's your microphone, so just take it away. I want to make a commercial pitch here for you guys. First of all, for the audience, I'm the only Irish guy here. Everybody else is freaking Italian. Dottie Herman is Dottie D'Alessandro. Everybody else has a vowel at the end of the name, and it's me. All right? But... If I were buying a car, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I wouldn't know all the stuff Mike is talking about or you're talking about. I would want to look in his eye, and I would want to know who he is, and he's got a heart of gold. I know I wouldn't be hurt like you. I don't know why you're doing this for us, because you got a murder trial, you're talking to the Supreme Court, but you're the guy I would want. So it's you identify with the people you know and love and trust. I and that's it. all I want to say. I love all it. Right? I love we'll, it. We'll bring Bristol Crowley back in a second. No, no, that's Ma- it. That's Michael, it. let's talk about your let's talk about Mitsubishi for a second, for real. Because their products right now are through the roof. Give me a quick commercial. Well, right now the the, the product line is on fire. Uh, people are they're, they're coming in, that they, they see all the, the advertising, the digital and uh, the reviews that are on the vehicle right now are outstanding. With different leadership from Mitsubishi at the top, uh, people are coming in. The product is there. Um, Let me ask something. Are, are you selling them? We're, we're selling as fast as we get them. 
Uh, so why are you? Why Because I know you're struggling to get the inventory. So why is it taking? What's? Do you know what the holdup is? Why you're not? Is it still from the pandemic? Is it? Is it production? Or you guys just don't know? I, I think it's also uh, a bit to do with the demand is so strong that as soon as you're getting them, they're selling. And um, also, you know, leftover supply chain uh, uh, issues. But the, the product is there, the, the consumer is there, and uh, we're doing very, very, very well with it. And what, what is the used car market looking like right now? Used car market is strong, it's just very difficult, but the, the good part about it is being with Mitsubishi, we're paying top dollar for trade-ins, so uh, we're able to uh, give people equity in their uh, off-lease vehicles, which has never happened before. It's normally you just turn the car back in and you move on to the next lease right now, uh, uh, many of the people that are leasing right now are seeing that they have equity in their car, and uh, we love good trade-ins, so uh, it's working well, and it's keeping us plentiful with the used car market. How hard is it to get approved for financing right now in terms uh, of your credit rating? And all that? I, I think that the, the banks right now are looking to lend. They're looking to put money out. We're, we're seeing more and more people who have... Uh, uh, stored up some money over uh, uh, COVID and some of that. They paid down some of their, their debt, and uh, liquidity is very strong right now. They're coming in with good uh, good down payments. Credit is good because people have paid down their, their debt, and we're, we're, we're seeing a strong market right now. All right, there you go. You got it You got it right from the source. That's what we really try to do here at AM 970, the answer the author of Dollar Power Hour. As you guys hear every day, Michael is actually the one who writes the bills to the to the station that allows us to do this show. So thank you very much, Michael Esposito. Thank you for giving us the show, and thank you for all of your support, and thank you for being an honest and fair car dealer. Because you know the big joke thank is you. the used car dealer is the biggest shyster in the world. Speaking of shysters, folks, he just drove it. Drove it. How many hours did it take you? Two and a half. Two and a half. So two and a half hours. We got Stephen Colucci. Stephen, say hello to your audience. Hello, how are you? And Stephen, you're known for so many things. If I was going to introduce you, what would you like to be known as? What do, we, what do I describe? I could think of five things. You tell me. I guess a painter. A painter. So you're an artist. Yes. Because you're also a real estate guy. You're a business guy. You're a restaurateur. Pope Tomatoes, the New York Yankees, the whole thing. And the reason why I'm putting uh, Stephen on right now, who just drove a long way to be here, is... Two nights ago, it was a milestone. Three nights ago, Monday night, it was a big milestone. What happened three nights ago, Stephen? My birthday. 70 years old. Stephen uh, runs a, a bunch of real estate out on the East End as well. Stephen, real quick, I just had Donnie Herman on talking about real estate in the Hamptons. You own several properties. You rent them out. What's your, what is the state of real estate in the, in the East Hampton, the Hampton area? That's right it's on fire now, on fire. Now, it's sales great. and rentals or both? Both. 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 And uh, over the years of being out in the Hamptons, what, what is the biggest difference that you've seen pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? Because you're a year-rounder. You're not a guy who just is in there for a couple of months. Well, the, it's unfortunate. The uh, pandemic brought a lot of wealth to the Hamptons. That's unfortunate? Well... You know, we, we people suffered, and so the okay. people in the Hamptons did very well. Okay, and it, do you in fact they tripled their business. Do you prefer it? Well, I like making a living. <laughs> okay, and uh, but do you like it when it's a little more quiet, or you like well the insanity? I like the insanity. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask Stephen Colucci a very interesting question. Stephen, what's your favorite movie? Mm. That's a tough one. That's tough. All right, give me the top three. 
What's the first movie that comes to your brain? Ask me another question. All right, what's, movie who, who, who's your favorite artist? My favorite artist. Your father would ask me that. Well, I, I just guess uh, uh, Gorgan. Gorgan. Yeah, and who's your favorite uh, from music? What's your favorite musical taste or style? Or uh, Eric Satie. Okay. And have you ever painted anything in the nude? Like when you're nude. When I'm nude. When you're nude, yeah. Not too much. No? You usually keep your clothes yeah. on. All right. I mean, I, that's interesting. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Colucci is a, an American icon. He's a New York treasure. Uh, he literally is an artist. He was a ballerina, literally. He was a mime. Uh, uh, what am I? Obviously, real estate, business, restaurants, anything else I leave out? That's it. All right. So, we're broadcasting live from L.A. Beef's Morning Gardens. My parents just walked in. It's, it's a full house. We're at the bottom of the hour. The time is flying by. I hope you guys are finding this interesting. We're going to take a quick two-minute break, and we'll be right back. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. And with helpful representatives just a call away, it's easy to understand why Pi is rated excellent by customers on Trustpilot. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or go to trypie.com. That's T-R-Y-P-I-E.com. Right now, police are stepping up patrols to make sure drivers and pedestrians obey our crosswalk laws. Why? Because every year in New York, people are injured or killed just crossing the street. So remember, pedestrians, obey traffic signals and use crosswalks. And drivers, yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. If you don't, we will educate you on the law. And you may get a ticket, because tickets get attention, and that saves lives. A message from the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The Answer. We have clear skies. We sit at 55 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, a six-month-old baby was seriously injured after being dropped from a second-story balcony in Brooklyn early this morning. Let's get more from Natalie Migliori. Police believe a mother might be responsible for dropping her infant son from the balcony of a home on 51st Street in Sunset Park. The boy was treated for multiple scrapes, abrasions, and fractures. Detectives were notified by the hospital and police questioned the 29-year-old mother, who is now set to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. Reports indicate she made rambling statements about making sacrifices. 
Natalie Migliori, NBC News Radio, New York. New Jersey wants to be a global leader in offshore wind and power, and Governor Murphy is leading that charge. Liz Warner has more. Announcing several new offshore wind projects for New Jersey, Murphy said the Russian invasion of Ukraine underscores the need for U.S. energy independence. We also want to see an energy future where no dictator can hold the world hostage over its energy supply. And I want New Jersey to be one of the places where we make this stand. He said platforms like offshore wind contribute to that independence, adding the New Jersey wind port will be the first offshore wind marshalling port in the United States, and it will ultimately create some 1,500 industry jobs and contribute $500 million annually to the economy. Liz Warner, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, Liz. Taking a look at the traffic, 20 to 30 minutes at the outbound Holland Tunnel, 15 to 20 on the city-bound side from the turnpike. 30 minutes from Route 1 and 9, 30 to 40 out at the Lincoln, about 10 on the city-bound side, and 5 to 10 for the George Washington Bridge on the lower level. A little better than that with the upper level coming into town. Clear skies, breezy tonight, low 41, another cold night on the way. Sunshine tomorrow, we bounce back to a high of 62, sunny for Saturday and Sunday, high both days in the lower 60s, and clouds, maybe some rain on Monday and Tuesday, high both days in the lower 60s. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. No sleep till... We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. No sleep till Brooklyn, and that's where we are today! And listen, it's a real big secret. There are 40 people crammed in this room, and it's a big secret. Don't tell anyone, but there's a guy who's got purple hair, and it happens to be his birthday. It's Al Gattulo's birthday. That's right, the famous Al Gattulo. He's the one who makes Joe Piscopo seem awesome. Joe Piscopo is not really awesome. Gattulo makes him awesome. That's the whole magic behind the, the camera. And... When this whole night began, people were like, how did this night begin? Why is there all these people? Why are we going to L&B? It was Al. I know Al's talking to my mother, but mom, ma, can I talk to Al for a second? Al, this whole thing began. That day, my, that day I popped up to see you in the studio, and I said, we got to get together. And I looked at my calendar. I was like, the next time, I, this was like six weeks ago. Next time I'm free is April 28th. You go, fine by me. That's my birthday. And then you said, but don't tell anyone. And so I didn't tell anyone till, till today. Well, I didn't make a big deal. You got one friend, Mark, here. I mean, the, the guy who signs your check is here, but we'll talk about that later, right? Does he sign your check or you don't even get a check? You work pro bono now? All right. I, have, I believe me. I know the feeling. Yeah, I, I didn't even try one of your red cups yesterday morning. That was yesterday morning, the Salem Business Breakfast. Seems like two years ago. Um, so we're here in the heart of Brooklyn. We're at L&B Spumoni Gardens. My mother is to my right. Um, but I, I'm very lucky to have a very special guest. We're all very lucky to have a very special guest. He is someone who uh, served, served the city of New York, and that's how I know him, his capacity as a detective uh, in the neighborhood where I used to live, in the neighborhood that I was uh, assigned to as a prosecutor. So I grew up there, and I prosecuted there, Bay Ridge, the 6A Precinct. And he has become, over the years, a real uh, genius in the world of organized crime, past, present, and future. And the first thing, Phil Grimaldi, Detective Phil Grimaldi, we got to clear the air about, is I'm so tired of hearing people say, tying the name organized crime and L.B. Spumoni Gardens and putting him in the same sentence. 
Because you know and I know that this place has nothing to do with those people. Correct? 100%, Audie. Thank you for having me on. Well, listen. So, first of all, give me a little picture. Paint the, push that microphone closer to you. Paint the little picture when you were on the job in the ni- 80s and 90s. And, and we were in Bensonhurst and we were in Diker Heights. What was the world of organized crime like then? Well, the streets were running wild then, obviously. There was uh, all type of drugs, cars, murders. I mean, people were being murdered just uh, for saying something that the other person didn't like in the world of organized crime. So they were really out of control, specifically late 80s, early 90s. That's when things were really out of control. And that's when you were, you were in the 6-8 at that time? I actually was in, I got to the 6-8 in like 96, but I was in the 6-0 squad in Coney Island. We had uh, the Edelino homicide there, uh, the mob cops... Pulled him over alongside the Bell Parkway, killed him. Uh, they were involved in at least 14 or 15 murders that we know of. You know Tommy Dades that uh, helped, uh, as well as Joe Ponzi, our friend that just passed away. Uh, prosecuted them. They were really in, in, very involved in I spoke case. a lot about Joe Ponzi on this radio show because he deserved it. I spoke to his wife tonight before I came in just to check in with her. So now, what? obviously now, in 2022, two decades after the period you're speaking of, Yeah. It's almost gone, I mean, compared to what it was, correct? Correct, 100%. I mean, you compare it to the, 60, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and the beginning of the 90s till 2022. It's, 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 a, it's a, I don't know what the right word is, a fragment of what it used to be. It's a different world today. I'm going to quote Tommy Dades. Some of these guys can't even get a reservation in a restaurant. That's how bad it's gotten. But don't kid yourself. Oh, well, good, plenty. it's gotten that bad. Now, depending on how you want to look at it. It's well, it's, good. it's good, good for the world. But, yeah, it's gotten bad for them. But don't kid yourself. There's still plenty of them out there. They're still doing things. They've ingratiated themselves into a lot of legal businesses and stuff. But the underworld is still there. Right? So here's, here's the question. What drove it down? You know, I mean, you, you, know, you were literally... Working, we were all working side by side with the, the cops in the Brooklyn DA's office here, driving crime down in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, we lived that, right? I mean, I started in the office in 93. When I left in 97, it was so much better. I mean, those four, it took, that was the whole Giuliani first term. So, what was it? Tell me what it was. Let's not talk about crime in general. I want to know about the organized crime stuff. What drove them down? What drove them out? Rico. That's it. They, you know, well, explain you, to the listeners who wouldn't know what RICO is. What is RICO? Well, RICO is when there's a, a criminal enterprise and they can prove that there's money being filtered from the people on the bottom to the people on the top. And it's an enterprise, a continuing operation. The, the criminal activity is continuing. Then the statutes under the federal guidelines are almost double of what they meaning, were. Meaning the sentencing. sentencing so basically yes. the, what Congress did was it enacted a new law. It's the racketeering and, oh, my God, I should know that, but I'm a little distracted. Um, Corruption Act. Uh, My father would know, but he's on the other side of the room, and he can't hear me at this point. But um, it's a madhouse here, folks. I mean, there's as many people here as at the business breakfast. I mean, it's crazy. Um, San Bellino, am I wrong? You're a big drawer, It's it's wild in here. It's great, and the food is fantastic. Um, And we haven't even eaten yet. Let's talk about crime today, Philly. I mean, mm. you know, you've been around for a lot. You were, you, did you do a full 20? I did 22 years. I was in 
plain clothes. I did anti-crime. I did the robbery. I was a detective for many years, and I retired out of the Intelligence Bureau two years after 9-11. So if I had to put it in a quick nutshell, the problem with the rise in crime today is they took away anti-crime that was taking guns off the street. They but stopped. now it's back, right? They call well, it the neighborhood safety yeah, team, but it's kind of back. It's really tailored down, though, Arthur. Right. There, there used to be not only an anti-crime unit in every precinct, which consisted of about eight or ten police officers as well as some bosses. They had citywide anti-crime, borough anti-crime. There was street crime. There were many, many anti-crime plainclothes units that were going around to the high-crime areas, specifically in the projects, all the high-crime precincts, and they were taking guns off the street. Now they stopped that. Stop question and frisk was overused, obviously, under the Bloomberg administration. They overused it. It got to the point where they put it on police officers' activity reports. And, again, it was it was overused. It could I know. Be- but, you, I, Philly, I know it was overused. I know a judge said it was overused. I know a lot of people in the community said it was overused. But it was also the safest period the city ever had. Absolutely. Can't so. agree with you more. It needs to be... Uh, you know, we need plain clothes. We need anti-crime. You know, these guys walking around with a half a uniform today, the guy, the bad guys on the street are going to spot them from a mile away. So it's going to be somewhat effective, but it's not going to be uh, you know, as effective. Philly, when, I was in, when I was in the office, very young, you know, 92, 93, I started very, very beginning, 93, they had started something where they would put plain clothes guys on the, on the subway platforms acting like they were drunks. They were right. sting operations. Lush workers. They would go after lush workers, yes. What did they call it? They called it a lush worker because a person who was lush, you know, they were drunk, and they would either go over to them, steal a chain from around right. their neck, and then, they, and then they'd their be, pocket. There'd be guys in, like, the cops and fake correct, uh, construction. Like yeah. it, it looked like it was a construction booth. And boom, these guys would run out and make... make I was actually a transit cop in 82. So, yeah, they they would have a guy dressed in a suit like yourself. They'd have a guy that, you know, maybe he was acting like he was drunk, a corrections, uh, uh, a construction outfit, all different types of... They would change it up every day, and they were very effective. They would catch guys, you know, slicing the pocket open of a businessman. Or yeah, they would take a razor. Just so folks know, they would take a razor blade. If a guy was sitting there sleeping, and they just sliced the front the front pocket, and they just pull it, slowly pull the wallet right out while the guy would be sleeping. Of course, this was my, it was my friend with John O'Donnell. He was one of the undercover guys, and he was the one who always played a drunk. It wasn't too hard for him to play a drunk, but <laughs> um, if you were going to sit down with Mayor Adams right now, or Phil Banks, who's the deputy mayor for, for crime, with all of your knowledge and all of your experience, what words of wisdom would you impart upon them? Well, right off the bat, I think I, I touched on the anti-crime, the stop question at first, but we have a lot of homeless people that are not homeless because they lost their job. They're homeless because they're either drug addicted or alcohol problems or mental illness. If we could really address that, and, the, and they started to, they started to break up some of the homeless encampments. I'm all for that, but... They either wind up down in the subway or they wind up somewhere in the street. But those homeless guys are typically not the ones firing off guns. Yeah, but they are the people that are throwing people into in front of moving subway okay. trains. Well, those are the mentally ill as yes, well. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. The mentally ill people, the, the, the system changed where we used to be able to bring them to a psychiatric center. and they would. So, okay, let me ask you that. If some guy was mentally ill, right, he's taking a dump right on the street. And it happens we, every day. Were you able to just go over and slap cuffs on him and throw him in a car? And then where would you take him to? Well, you would take him... In Brooklyn, we used to take them to the G building in Kings County Hospital. They would get an evaluation, and the doctor was able to say, listen, this guy is uh, not, you know, he's not fit to be on the street. And they would keep them, they would be locked, you know, for, for an evaluation and treatment for at least a two-week period. Sometimes it would be longer than that. Sometimes it was just a day or two. But it was enough to keep them off the street, Arthur. And I think that was the magic. And listen, all of these... Uh, uh, Asians that are being attacked. A lot of times it's homeless people. So we really have a problem with the homeless And, the, and I reported the other night, the Jewish people attacking Jewish people is through the roof. Absolutely. It's, it's horrible. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how you stop that. 
Well, again, you, you got to put uh, undercover police officers in the areas where you believe it's happening. Let's say go into Borough Park or you go into, uh, you know, uh, Crown Heights, where there's a, a large Hasidic community, Greenpoint, Williamsburg, and you can do some undercover work there. You know, Phil, you were there when CompStat came into play, right? Yep. So CompStat was when Giuliani brought in Bratton, he brought in Jack Maples, and exactly. what they said was, we're going to take all the data, we're going to put it into computers, and then figure out where to place all the cops. Right. So you were there way before that. I mean, you were there on the Koch, you were there on the Dinkins, and then you were under there on, the, on Giuliani. Yes. What was... Was was is that was that the key to the puzzle for that original drop in crime? Broken windows policy, obviously, big part of it. Where if something little is going on and you address it, like turnstile jumping, urinating oh, in the street, turnstile jumping drives me crazy. Yeah, or l listen, that really is a revenue producer for the MTA. They're but it, it also, Phil, because I ride the subways, you don't. I do. You're a Jersey boy now. Okay. Um, when I'm taking my wallet out in my suit, and I got some kid looking at me, looking at my wallet. And I'm swiping my card. Now I just have to put my phone on. And he just puts his two hands on and leaps right over it. It just sends a message. Sure, it's irking. And the, sure. the, the, not, no, it's I'm willing to break the law. And if I'm willing to break the law there, I'm willing to break your legs. I'm exactly. willing to break your neck. Exactly. I'm willing to take your wallet. It sets a whole different tone. And that's something, if I'm talking to the five DAs, the first thing I would tell them to do is put it on the cover of the, every newspaper. Not that they read it. Put it on the cover of Twitter or wherever and say... We have all changed our policies, and fair beating is now going to be prosecuted. Priority. you got to make it a priority. What do you think the percentage is of the people that are committing the crime, whether or not they're paying the fare? I'd say it's probably zero or close to it. I'm not, if I'm going to commit a crime, I'm not paying the fare. That's the way the mentality of these guys, that's how they think, and they know they can get away with it. So last question, let me put you on the spot for because driving here today, Lino, my associate Lino, who's this great kid, but he's... 20 years my junior, more, 24 years my junior, a he's a god, ago. he's a kid, he goes, we're driving here, right, he goes, when you were a kid, did you hang out in Coney Island, I go, are you crazy, I could never hang out in Coney Island, but you were there, right, when Coney Island kind of turned, yes, so to what do you attribute that, I mean, Coney Island used to be very unsafe in the 70s and early 90s, yeah. during the crack war, so, what flipped Coney Island? I would say Coney Island a week ago. A week ago tomorrow with my little boy. I talked about it all day on the radio. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's safe. It's family-oriented. How'd they make the flip? Well, a, a high police presence, narcotics. There's different narcotics units that went into Coney Island over the years that I was in the 6-0 squad in Coney Island from 89 to, to the late 90s. So they addressed problems like prostitution, narcotics. Uh, they also got a big influx with the stadium now, uh, and they re redesigned all the roads going in and out of Coney Island. So they put some money in. There was definitely some investments. And if you take the uh, you take the crime element out, it becomes a fun place. I was there. Well, John Katzimatidis just dropped yes tens of millions, if not maybe I'm ignorant, hundreds of millions. He put up two towers. Right. So I mean, it's going to be it's it is beautiful. I was there Friday. So. This is Phil Grimaldi, he's a retired detective. We're here at L&B Spumoni Gardens. We got everyone here, Dottie Herman and Jerry Crowley and Al Gattulo and uh, uh, Steve Colucci's here. Uh, Alan Dershowitz is about to walk in the door with his whole family. Philly, tell us when people want to hear more about you and your crime stories. Tell us where they can find you. Okay, I co-host a podcast called Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories with Sergeant Bill Cannon, who's a retired homicide sergeant, and myself. 
Detective Phil. We're known as uh, Sergeant Bill and Detective Phil. We do a uh, podcast on YouTube. You can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, and any of the other listening sites. All right. So if you want to hear it from the horse's mouth, not that you're a horse, Philly. You're a great, great guy. And you're the only reason why I know this whole L&B family. That's Bill Grimaldi, NYPD's greatest. Do we favor go find Lenny? I want to do the last segment with him. got it. All right, we'll be back in about uh, two minutes after a quick commercial. Let's hear it. Everyone at L&B, let's hear it. We'll be right back, folks. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-379-9528. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-379-9528. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-379-9528. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. For affordable term life, call 800-379-9528. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? 
touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Not a normal uh, evening. Uh, Jerry Crowley's here, so I guess I can't get in too much trouble. And Platinum Motors is here, so they're paying for it. He's, he's allowing it to happen, so we're all good. My gorgeous wife just walked in. Ladies and gentlemen, the only reason why I could do this show is because she is holding down the fort. Marianne Bertuna! And, and the voice that you all now know who's just finished his homework, Luca. Hi. Tell everybody what you got inducted into yesterday. The National Honor Society. Yeah! Luca Joseph Idala is now an official member of the, uh, the Honor Society, and I will be going to his swearing-in. Uh, thank you very much, Nick Malone. I will be going to his swearing-in on Monday, uh, I'm sorry, Thursday, May the 12th. I am so proud of Luca. My father's standing next to me. Now, there's this guy from Brooklyn. He's a very, very young guy. It's actually a guy from the Bronx to my right and a guy from Brooklyn to my left. They're three months apart. Uh, they're both about to be uh, 84, entering their 85th year. Uh, the Bronx guy has made me possible, and the Brooklyn guy has really helped make my career possible. So, Professor Dershowitz, say a quick hello from, uh, from uh, your Brooklyn or our Brooklyn. Well, first of all, mazel tov to Luca for the Honor Society. Yeah, Luca, Luca. Proud of you, Luca. Uh, Alan, how was the trek from Manhattan to Brooklyn? Hey, I've done it a thousand times. When I left Brooklyn, I thought it was a one-way street. I never thought I'd come back, and now everybody wants to come back no, to Brooklyn, I, 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 including me. Listen, I only have five minutes before we go up there, but I got to tell you this before we go to Lenny Kern, who's, who's the beginning of L.A.B. Spavoni Gardens. Mike Jacarino, who just walked in, my partner and I, we picked a jury the last two weeks in Brooklyn, the last two days in Brooklyn. If you saw the jury panels that come in now, you wouldn't believe it. You would, actually, you would say, Arthur, that can't be true. You know where they're from? Not Bushwick and Bed-Stuy and Coney Island and Bay Ridge. Iowa, Colorado, California. What am I missing? Iowa, uh, Illinois. Arkansas. Wisconsin. They're all these little young Caucasian people, mostly females, by the way. And you know where they live? Bed-Stuy. East New York. Bushwick. I'm looking at Jack Reed. I go, when I was an ADA, first of all, there were very few Caucasian jurors, number one. And number two, there was no one who was from Iowa. <laughs> Iowa? I asked the woman from Iowa, the potential juror, I said, you know, what's the difference between Iowa and New York? She's like, culture. She's like, we don't have any culture in Iowa. So it's been, it's been a fascinating experience. Lenny, we're at L&B Spumoni Gardens. Yes, How old sir. were you the first time you walked in here? I was 14 years old, Artie. And now you're what, 44? No, now I'm 63. Whoa! All right, so we're getting there. We're and trying. I'm doing how, my best. How, how did you start off here? What was your first gig? Well, what happened was we were, were you? trying to do it. was me and Uncle Louie. What happened was Uncle Louie and I said, listen, we wanted to put a restaurant in, in the end of the, by the end of the L&B. And he goes, Lenny, he goes, there's no way we're going to get it done if we so don't try So the restaurant was already here when you were 14 years old? No, it was, it was a luncheonette. I mean, I mean, the pizzeria was here. Pizzeria, the ice cream was here. It was what a year did the pizzeria open? 1939. Okay, 1939. 1939. Okay, so my father and Alan were a year old. One year old. Right. Okay, so go the ahead. The best. 
So then what happened was uh, LMB, everybody thinks the LMB started from the pizza this way. No, LMB started from here. This is the original from the restaurant right here. Okay, so right everyone who's been here knows where the restaurant is, it goes in the other direction. Right, the other okay. direction. And what happened was they made like a luncheonette out of it because uh, Carmine and Louie, Uncle Louie and Uncle Carmine. Those are the two brothers who started. Right, and Uncle Sal, he, he's the one that started the pizzeria. And what happened was their mother didn't want them to go. They worked on the docks in the winter because LMB was closed all winter. Okay. So they wanted they wanted wow. their sons to, to work here. She was afraid because Carmine got into a car accident on the highway. He said, that's it. I want my sons over here with me. Okay. And she started, that's when they made the luncheonette. So me and Uncle Louie said. When, what year did this become a restaurant? 1973. And, and were you working on it when it was a yes. restaurant? Yes. It was just me and Uncle Louie. What we got was we got a bunch of the relatives. And we started, Artie, we built that room and the kitchen with our own hands and by scratch. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Well, and you still don't know what the hell you're doing. No, yet. I do. Oh, you do? Now you do? Oh, now I do. You got a garden behind us. You got a garden right. in front of us. You have, hold on, you got the pizzeria. You got the Spavoni ice cream section. You got the takeout section. You got the restaurant section. And now you got the garden. And imagine this. My kitchen, that small kitchen, cooks for that room, this room, that All right. room. And all the so we got stuff. we got two minutes left. Tell okay. everyone here. So they, let's get let's get rid of the mystery. What are we eating today? Tell Dottie okay. Herman, who's been in the greatest restaurants on the planet Earth. Now you be, you fed through me Justice Scalia, Justice Alito, Geraldo Rivera, uh, Lawrence Taylor, Tiki Barber. And showed Giuliani. them all up, by the way. Correct. Showed them all up. Justice Scalia sat here and said this was the best piece of meat I've ever eaten in my life. What are we eating today? Go, Lenny. Tonight, of course, it's spring. I got spring lamb. I made. Pea soup, spring pea soup for everybody. Stuffed mushrooms. I did the uh, the stuffed artichokes. I made a, a beautiful antipasto, Arthur, like as if like your mom made it. And I went I went through with all the guys. We had last night. We're all sitting down, and we're trying to figure out what are we gonna flip out Artie with? What are we gonna show him that we make great? So I told him we always make the best clam sauce in New York. I agree. And I gotta tell you, I wrote the roasted lobsters, the shrimps oreganadas on top of it. So what I did was I got the lamb, and I said, you know, I'm going to make lamb with broccoli rabe, uh, gonnellini beans, uh, fresh uh, cooked uh, uh, pepperoni, and peas. Pepperoni, and got, the actual peas, right. vegetable? The, no, pepperoni, the, uh, the stick. The sausage. Right. Okay. So now what we do is this. I don't like slices. This like is all kosher, way. by the way, for Alan. Just so anyway, if anybody's listening, it's all kosher, especially the pork pepperoni. When Alan's at LMB, he's not kosher. There you go. All right, so we're we're wrapping up the show, Lenny, and of course, Lenny will give us a fantastic dessert. I want to thank Jerry Crowley. I want to thank Dottie Herman. I want to thank Imran Ansari. I want to thank Mike Jacarino. But more than anyone, besides Luca and my wife, I have to thank my father and my mother and Matt Sambolin's father and mother. And, of course, his wife and daughter, because without the support of our immediate families and my niece and nephew, we wouldn't be able to do all of this. I hope you guys enjoyed this crazy show. It'll be a little more mellow tomorrow on Friday. We love you from L&B Spavoni Gardens! The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.